get it right. <laughs> uh, Proverbs 18:17. Yeah. Says he that is first in his own cause seemeth just, but his neighbor cometh and searcheth him. Okay. Um, I think that this means, like sometimes people come and tell you something, or sometimes you hear something. And you instantly think, oh, man, that's not right. Or, oh, wow, that happened. But then when the second person comes along and tells you the complete story, it's like, whoa, okay. So I think that it's kind of a warning to be careful to get the whole story and not just take bits and pieces from the first source that you hear. Amen. Very good. Very good. Anybody else on the hat today? All right. That's good stuff, right? Two translations. One translation puts it this way. The, the New Living Translation put it this way. It's good to listen. I meant the New Living Translation put it this way. The first to speak in court sounds right until the cross-examination begins. <laughs> the first to speak at court sounds right until the cross-examination begins. Then the truth comes out. <laughs> yeah. Our Matthew Henry put it this way, it's good to listen to our enemies that we may form a better judgment of ourselves. <laughs> so pretty good wisdom there, huh? Amen. Praise God. All right. So, yes. Thank you, Sister Miller. Number two. All right. Let's go to Proverbs chapter 30, verse 24 through 28. Proverbs chapter 30, verse 24 through 28. Who's going to be the brave hero? just have a little fun here proverbs chapter 30 verse 24 through 28 did i get it right 24 24 babe back up you're going the wrong way oh you're showing the whole thing i'm sorry i'm sorry all right okay verse 24 all right, who's got it? Sister Sue, you got it? All right, good. Give it to Sister Sue. She says she's got it. <laughs> there be four things which are upon the earth, but they are exceedingly wise. Verse 25. And the ants are people not strong, yet they prepare their loot in the summer. The conies are but evil folk that they that make they their house in rocks. The locusts have no king, yet they go forth out of them by the hand. The spider takes hold with her hands and is in the king's palace. Yes, all right. What does that say? What does all that say? You got a ant, you got a Coney, you've got a locust, and you get oh, a bat. Um, no, not a coney. Coney, coney is like a uh, what do you call it? Thing, groundhog. Yeah, 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 yeah. We saw a bunch of them when we was in Israel. Huh? They live by their instincts. <laughs> huh? Smarter than a lot of people. What is what is these what is the they think ahead? What else? They make choices. Okay. They prepare for the winter. Prepare. Okay. They prepare a snake on a 
Represents foresight. Okay? The ant represents foresight. He's thinking ahead. He knows winter is going to come. Alright? So he prepares his food in advance. Okay? So that teaches you and I we need to have foresight. We need to be looking ahead. We know God is coming. <laughs> so we need to be looking for the coming of the Lord. We need to prepare for the coming of the Lord. Alright? The coonies, they make their homes or houses in rocks that speaks to protection and building your life on something solid okay we build our lives on the rock right again those those rac, uh, raccoons those when we was in israel i mean the, those things they were everywhere they were so blended in i didn't even see them at first and our god says look at all the coonies and i'm looking where i don't see anything and then all of a sudden they was blended into the rocks until they moved. I didn't see them, you know. And then this was along the Sea of Galilee. And then when we was in uh, at where uh, Ingadai, where David hid in the rocks, they, they t we took the bus up through a hill. And I mean, they was everywhere. They was running all over the, the road and up in the trees and, and everywhere else, you know. And so the guy said, look at all the coonies out there and stuff. And so, but, they, but along where they were was all kinds of rock, rock beds and stuff. And so they make their homes in the rocks. And so that speaks of, of protection and, and building your life on something solid. And then the locusts, what does that speak to? They work together. Unity. Unity. Remember what Paul says, endeavor to keep the unity of the Spirit. You get more done in unity. You watch those locusts. If you go back and look at the early states of America, when they came, those locusts came across Kansas and Texas, man, they wiped out everything. So if you work in unity, if we work in unity, we can accomplish a whole lot more. Amen. Together. We don't need a leader to tell us. That's why the Bible says they go. If you're working in unity, this is why the Bible says, you know, whatsoever you do, do it heartily unto the Lord. You know, you have to be diligent to work that way. And then what about the spider? She takes hold with her hands and, huh? She's in King's Palace. Amen. It's diligence. Diligence. Amen. No matter, you know, the spider's going to be there. I don't care how much you take it out, you know. She's going to be right back, you know. She's web up. You know, one thing about spiders, a lot of times we want to get rid of them. But really, spiders kill other insects that gets into your house and stuff. And so, so we have to be careful in that. Amen. So, but those are just some. All right, one more. I mean, two more. We'll get real quick here. Amen. Uh, Proverbs 11.22. Proverbs 11.22. Proverbs 11.22. You volunteering your husband, huh? Oh, man, your wife volunteered you. <laughs> Proverbs eleven twenty two. 
you to. Okay. What does it say? <laughs> Amen. Well, one of the things he's trying to let us know here, a woman can be beautiful, but if she doesn't have discretion and modesty, you know, it's useless. You know, to put a put a ring in a hog's nose is is really is, is and you know in in biblical days that's why a lot of the stuff you see today with body piercing and all that a lot of it that's the way it was in 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 biblical times in the old days when they went into slavery and things of that nature they began to take on the customs of that world at that time and a lot of the women did put jewels in their nose you know and that's what you're seeing today and a lot of the the earrings and all this stuff, and it, that's the way it was uh, in those days. They began to take on the ways of the world, and as a result, Solomon is using that same concept. He says, you know, to put a jewel of, of gold in a swine snout is useless. You know, we used to put rings of brass in our hog's nose so they wouldn't root out, you know, because every time they root it, it hurt their nose, and so they stopped digging the holes and getting out, you know, yeah. So, so yeah, it's, it's useless. It's, your beauty, you know, is, is worthless if you don't have discretion and modesty. Amen. You need to remember that. Okay, one more. Number uh, four here. Proverbs 12.4. Proverbs 12.4. All right. All right. Da, 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 da. We'll get you smart tonight. Okay, Proverbs 12 and 4. A virtuous woman is a crown to her husband, but she that maketh ashamed is as rottenness in his bones. What do you think? Okay, a woman that does good and live right and do what is right will bring please be pleasing. You know, be a, a a woman that shows her make her husband look good. But if she don't have any kind of discretion, if she's not virtuous, she can cause like cancer in his bones. This is what Matthew Henry said about this verse: He that is blessed with a good wife is as happy. As if he were upon the throne, for she is no less than a crown to him. A virtuous woman that is pious and prudent, and ingenuous and industrious, that is active for the good of her family and looks well to the ways of her household, that make conscience of her duty in every relation, a woman of spirit that can bear crosses without disturbance. Such a one owns her husband for her head, and therefore she is a crown to him. Not only a credit and honor to him, as a crown is an ornament, but supports and keeps up his authority in his family, as a crown is an incense of power. She is submissive and faithful to him, 
and by her example teaches his children and servants to be so too. He that is plagued with a bad wife is as miserable as if he were upon the dunghill, for she is no better than rottenness in his bones, an incurable disease, besides that she makes him ashamed. She that is silly and slothful, wasteful and wanton, passionate and ill-tongued, ruins both the credit and comfort of her husband. If he goes abroad, his head is hung down, for his wife's faults turn to his reproach. If he retires into himself, his heart is sunk. He is continually uneasy. It is an affliction that prey much upon the spirit. Amen. So we have to be prudent. We have to have wisdom in all that we do. Amen. For God. Amen. And and grow in him. All right. So we want to pick up tonight. Good stuff. Amen. Quick. Amen. So we're number B, I think, aren't we? Where are we at? Anybody know? Did we get lost? Where did I finish last week? All right. Anyhow, we'll pick up number B on your paper, and we'll try to see how far we can get in this 35 minutes. Amen. To avoid wrong influences and temptations. To avoid wrongdoings and temptation. Wisdom is designed to help us to avoid wrong influences and temptations. We know that there is a lot of evil in the world today. We see it coming at every corner and every every place. Temptations are on every hand. James tells us in James 1, he said, Let no man say when he's tempted, I'm tempted of God, because God cannot be tempted with evil, but every man is tempted when he's drawn away by his own lust and enticed. Amen. But the evil influence, the wrong influences are out there. And we see today that a lot of people are being influenced to do what is wrong. Amen. It is easy, even on some jobs, people, if you don't agree with the evil that they're doing, they immediately turns on you, amen, and begin to try to destroy you. So we have to be able to avoid the wisdom. Look at Proverbs chapter 2 and verse 10. Proverbs chapter 2 and verse 10. Solomon again writing here with wisdom. He says, When wisdom entered thine heart and knowledge is pleasant unto thy soul, distression shall preserve thee, understanding shall keep thee, to deliver thee from the ways of the evil man, from the man that speaketh forward things, who leave in the path of uprightness, to walk in the ways of darkness, who rejoice to do evil. And delight in the forwardness of the wicked, whose ways are crooked, and they forward in their paths. To deliver thee from the strange woman, even from the strangers which flatter with their words, which forsake the God of her youth, and forget it, the covenant of her God. So notice here, he says, when wisdom is in your heart, then knowledge is pleasant, and discretion will keep you. Amen. You will have the, the Spirit. Remember last week we was talking about that from Proverbs 12 that one of the gifts of the Spirit is discernment of Spirit. We have to be able to discern good from evil. This is why John tells us in verse John chapter 4, he says, Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits to see whether they be of God, because many false prophets have gone into the world. There's a lot of evil out there in the world today. Amen. If we were to look at uh, 2 Samuel chapter 13, 
we know the second Samuel chapter 13 talks about Amnon. And the Bible says that Amnon had a friend, and his friend's name was what? Jonadab. And what did Jonadab do? The Bible lets us know that Amnon was so in love with his half-sister that it made him sick, you know. And so he didn't know what to do. He just wanted her so bad that as a result, Jonadab told him what to do. The Bible said he had a friend. So Jonadab says, man, play sick. He says, we play sick. And so when you play sick and have your daddy, uh, David, to let your sister comes in. And when she comes in, have a prayer your meal and put everybody out and then rape her. And that's what he did. You know, that evil influence. But if you look at verse uh, number, I think it might be number two. Go back to 13 to a minute there for me. Come to three. Notice that word next to the end. And Amnon had a friend whose name was Jonadab, the son of Shimea, David's brother. And Jonadab was what? He was very subtle man. This word subtle is found three times in the Bible. Okay? This is one of it. You find it. Amen? He's sly. He's wicked. He's crafty. He's cunning. Amen? The other place you find it is in Genesis 3.1. The serpent was more subtle than any other uh, beast of the field. And the third place you find it is in Proverbs 7. The harlot is more subtle than any other woman. Those are the three times you find this word in the Bible. They're sly, subtle, sly, slick, cunning. And this is what he did is he tricked... Uh, uh, Amnon and to doing this. And all of a sudden at the end you find here's a guy who had so much love for his sister that when she told him, you don't have to do this. You just talk to dad and he'll give me to you and we can do this thing right. But no, he listened to his evil, sly, corrupt friend and he raped her and at the end the Bible says he hated her. You know, how could you go from loving that you're so sick to all of a sudden you're hating? You know, you've got to have wisdom to be able to discern when people are giving you wrong advice. Amen. And trying to influence you to go the wrong way. Another example is in 1 Kings chapter 12. We know that after Solomon's death that Rehoboam is now taken over as the king. I mean, Jeroboam is taken over as king. Uh, and Rehoboam comes to him. Amen. In First Kings chapter 12. Amen. Rehoboam comes to Jeroboam and says, Your father had put so much weight and stuff upon us. He says, Now look, if you will lighten it, we'll serve you forever. And so Jeroboam says, Okay, you go back and you come back in three days. And I'll give you an answer. So Jeroboam goes to the older, wiser men, and he says to them, okay, what do you think I should do? They said, well, if he's going to serve you, or if they're going to be faithful and serve you, then lighten the load. But he didn't listen to the counsel of the old men. He went to his young friends, and he asked them, how do you say we should do this thing? And notice the advice. Man, <laughs> spake and grow and spake said, 
Thus shalt thou speak to this people that speak unto thee, saying, The Father made your yoke heavy, but make thou it lighter unto us. Thus shalt thou say unto them, My little finger shall be thicker than my father's loins. And now, whereas is my father did laden you with heavy yoke, I will add your yoke. My father have chased you with whips, but I'm going to chase you with scorpions. You know, so Jeroboam and all the people came to Rehoboam the third day, and as the king had appointed, said, come. And what happened? He told them that. They said, we ain't going to have nothing to do with you. Uh, and his kingdom began to go spiral down, down, down. And when you read scripture about Jeroboam, it was all evil. All that followed him was evil, was evil, was evil. Because he accepted advice from his friends instead of the counsel of the elderly. Amen. We have got to be able to discern. Amen. We need the wisdom to be able to guide. We need wisdom to be able to have clear understandings and make right choices versus wrong choices. Amen. We need to be able to have good judgment because if not, we can embarrass ourselves. Amen. We want to make sure we are doing the right thing. This is why Peter says in 1 Peter 5, 7 and 8, be sober, be vigilant because your adversary, the devil, is as a roaring lion. He's walking about seeking whom he can devour. Jesus told Peter in Luke 22, verse 31 and 32, he says, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan has desired to have you that he may sift you like wheat. He says, but I prayed for you that your faith fell not, and when you were converted, strengthen the brethren. Amen. In other words, Peter, when you were converted, you bring them into truth. You let them see your faith. You stand strong on truth. You stand right so that the enemy don't destroy them as well. So we have got to be able to discern what is going on and be not led astray with influence. Isn't it amazing that this great nation that you and I now lived in, which was built on the word of God and the principles of God and for religious freedom, is now one of the leading nations in perversion, pornography, alcoholics, uh, and all the wrong and evil uh, murder and killing uh, that the world is doing now. Amen. It is getting evil and evil as we live in this day and time. And we must teach our children how to have wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. Because the enemy is out, Jesus said, to steal, to kill, and to destroy. Amen. We have got to teach our children how to have wisdom and how to choose their friends right. Just because they play with them, you need to be have cautious because everything is not right. Amen. Believe me. I've heard parents say, oh, they're just kids. No, there's indicators that evil is coming out of them. You know, and you need to be able to say, no, my kid is not going to play with that kid because the fact of the matter, that kid is evil. Especially if that kid is using perverse language and cursing and swearing. You know, you need to say, nope, you can't bring that in my house. You know, and if your kid says why, you need to open your Bible and show them so that they have wisdom and knowledge. Because if you allow them at the youngest age to do wrong, believe me, it's going to grow with them. Amen. 
you, you've got today's age and technology, this technical world. I think I was sharing with somebody the other day. Uh, uh, you know, somebody sent me a link on, on, on Facebook, and I don't watch a lot of that stuff, but I thought this was curious. I know this guy, he, you know, he was in the church there in Carmel, Indiana, and he posted it out there, and I went to look at it. And the thing was this, that the, the, the young man was saying to the parents that I'm going to show you if you leave your kid along with a cell phone, what can happen? And so he used three people and three families, and he says to the father, okay, your daughter is home alone, and she's got a cell phone. And he says, watch this. And he began to text her. He had the number. He began to text her, and she started texting him back. And all of a sudden, he says, meet me at the park. And, you know, and the dad says, she ain't going to come to the park. He said, let's go to the park. So they went to the park, and he told her, Dad, I want you to hide over here on the side somewhere. And so the girl was coming up. They was texting. He was texting, coming towards her, you know, what do you got on, all that stuff like that. And all of a sudden, when she got right up almost to him, as far as I am, the brother Richard, the dad stepped out from behind the place and said, are you crazy? You know, and then the girl was shocked, you know. You because know, the dad didn't think she would be there. She would not do it, you know. And then there was another one that the guy says, I guarantee your daughter will open the door, you know. And he began to text this girl, and the dad was behind him. He walked up to the door. He was texting, you know, meet me. You know, I know your parents ain't home and all kinds of stuff. Bring the bell, and she opened the door. And her dad went off, you know. What are you doing? It's going to have been a rapist, you know, whatever. And then the other one, the third one was, he had a mother and a father in a van. And the guy was texting their daughter. And they said, no, my daughter ain't going to come get in her van. You know, and the van pulled up, and the guy was texting, was sitting in the passenger seat, and another guy was driving the van. Mom and dad was in the back, and they had masks on so that the girl wouldn't recognize them. And he says, oh, just get in the back of the van. You know, she said, who's that? Oh, that's my friend. And so he opens the side of the van, and as she was standing there, the mom, dad reached out and grabbed her and pulled her in the van. And she was yelling and screaming, you know. And then all of a sudden, you know, mom and dad took their their hoods off. Again, they was livid, you know. So in this evil world, if you give your kids a cell phone, you need to be careful. You need to be monitoring what they're doing, what who their friends are on these things. If you give them social accounts and things, you need to be careful because I'm here to tell you, this world is gone corrupt. It is evil, and we need wisdom as parents to monitor, to see what is going on with our children, what they're learning at school, who their friends are at school. It's amazing to me. Some parents have no knowledge who their kids are friends with. 
Amen. There are so many people that are in bad situations today. You know, as I said, this world is becoming so perverse and turn upside down that we've got to have wisdom. We've got to teach our children wisdom in these last days. That's why, you know, I hate to say it, but divorce is on so much rise because the fact of the matter is, is people do not have wisdom. And so the election process. We've got to have wisdom when we're dealing with people, you know, to be able to pull these things out. Amen. So let me encourage you. Teach your children wisdom. You get wisdom yourself. Don't allow evil to enter your door. Don't allow it to happen. You know, if, if your kid says, oh, you don't love me, you know, no, I, I do love you. That's the problem. You know, that's the good part. I do love you, and I'm, I love you so much, I'm going to tell you when you're wrong. I'm not going to let you go down the wrong path. You know, the old saying, you don't get old being no fool. You know, we've made some mistakes. You know, so it's up to me now to teach my kids how to do what is right so that they don't make the same foolish mistakes that I made. You know, I hear parents say, oh, that's what we did. You know, yeah, we was wrong, too. And that's why we need to put some brakes on and say, yeah, I know I did this was wrong. And it was wrong, you know. But now I'm not going to let you go down that same pathway, you know. And so this is what we have to do. Amen. So we got to teach them wisdom how to avoid drug dealers and bad cops and evil leaders and evil men and women. Amen. So we got to do this thing. Praise God. Amen. We want to encourage our kids to read the Word of God, to, to be in the Word of God, to study the Word of God. Show them in the book of Proverbs. Explain to them, amen, what Solomon's mother said. My son, if sinners entice thee, can't sent down not. Amen. Yes, Sister Miller. Okay, good stuff, good stuff. All right, so 
Solomon goes on in Proverbs 22, 1 says, A good name is rather to be chosen than great riches and love and favor than silver and gold. Your name is at stake. Amen. A good name. What are people going to say about you? Amen. What does people think about you? This is important in your life. Amen. If somebody has to give a character reference, what are they going to say about you? Your good name means a lot. Amen. Whether you get a job or not get a job, <laughs> it makes all the difference in the world. Amen. A good name. Amen. Like I said earlier, the Bible don't call people fools for nothing. You know, if God is calling them fools, then we need to be wise and realize, amen, that we don't need to be hanging out with fools. You know, amen. A fool's mouth, Proverbs eighteen seven. a fool's mouth is his destruction, and his lips are the snares of his soul. In other words, he's just running off at the mouth. Amen. You know, loose lips still sink ships. You know, you, you got to, you got to be able to discern people. Amen. You got to be able to discern. Amen. Their mouth is their destruction. Amen. Life and death is in the power of the tongue. Proverbs 18:21. So we have to be careful. Proverbs 28:26. He that trusted in his own heart is a what? Amen. So the next time somebody tell you, "Oh, just trust your heart." Put up a cross in their face. <laughs> Say, no, I'm no fool. I'm not trustful. The heart is deceitful and desperately wicked, Jeremiah 7, 9 says. Who can know it? Amen. Don't trust your own heart. Amen. It'll lead you down the wrong pathway. Amen. We got to be able, but whoso walketh wisely, he shall be delivered. Amen. If you walk according to the word of God, that you might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. Amen. Proverbs 22, 24 through 27. Proverbs 22, 24 through 27. Proverbs 22, 24 through... Make no friendship with a, a happy man. Why? And with the furious man thou shalt not go, lest thou learn his ways and get a snare to your soul. Be not thou one of them that strike hands or of them that, that are surety for debt. For if thou hast nothing to pay, why should he take away thy bed from under thee? What is that saying? It says don't co-sign. That's what that is saying. It says don't you co-sign for anybody. He says, because if you if the, if the other person can't pay, they're going to take your bed. <laughs> they're going to come in and take your stuff out of your house to make you pay for it. If you ain't got the money. You know? So don't co-sign for anybody. Amen. Not even your own kids. Make them learn some wisdom and understanding. Teach them how to save and learn. You know, there's nothing wrong with, with giving them a few bucks. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. But if you give them some money, don't expect it back. That's, right. That's what the Bible says. It says if you give it, don't expect it back. You know, and that way you're not going to be angry. You know, the kid says, oh, mom, dad, let me borrow a hundred bucks. Well, you, you know, 
you loaning them a hundred bucks and then they don't give it back. Then they come, let me another hundred. You haven't paid me the last hundred. No. Just say, I'm going to give you a hundred bucks and that's it. You better learn how to manage this. You need to learn some and teach them some wisdom. You know, and just tell them, you know, if you don't learn some wisdom, don't come back to me. You know. You need to learn how to manage it. Maybe you need to go take a Dave Ramsey course. <laughs> you know, so, that, but look, it says don't co-sign for people. Huh? Well, praise God for that. <laughs> Amen. That, you know, that's good. See, yeah. That's right. Because your mind is, man, if they don't pay, I'm, I'm the stucky. You know, so thank God they paid it for you. You know, yeah. But, see, we have to learn wisdom. You know, but how many of us didn't even know that was in the Bible? Yeah, you knew it because you've been around a long time. <laughs> you know, but most people, <laughs> but most people don't know these things are in that book. That's why it's called basic instructions before leaving the earth, Bible. There's so much stuff in that book of Proverbs, I'm telling you, to turn your head. It'll make you do get wise in some things and realize one of the things it teaches you is you can see all your mistakes that you made in life. You know, that you wish that you that you wish you'd say, Man, I wish the world I had known that before. You know, and stuff. And you know what God is saying? Well, it was there. <laughs> you know. But now, if we see it now that we are at this point, there should be none of us dumb anymore. We should be eager and with zeal to get in this book and to learn. What did Paul say? Study to show yourself approved unto God, a workman that needed not be shamed. Rightly divide the word of truth. Get in that book. Proverbs, if you read every day a chapter, I'm here to tell you, you're going to be wise as serpents. Amen. And harmless as doves. I mean, you will grow and mature. Amen. You need to have wisdom to be able to see the fruit in people. Let me give you three ways to choose good friends. Is this on your paper? Amen. You guys don't have your paper? You want your paper? You want a paper? Like the news man, like the little boy used to come to leave my, sir, you want to buy paper? <laughs> Amen. Want to buy paper? Amen. All right, number one. Choose people who have a relationship with God. I guarantee you, if they don't have a relationship with God, they got one with the devil. <laughs> so you need to have friends that have a relationship with God. How can you determine if they have a relationship with God? <laughs> Be a fruit inspector. I agree with that. Amen. And do they have love for God and the things of God and the people of God? Do they have peace in their lives or is their life tore all to pieces? You know, do, do they have joy? Amen. Do they have patience and long-suffering? Are they good and kind and gentle? Do they have faith and trust in God? Amen. Do they have self-control? These things, you know, as Brother Vin, uh, the Moose said, look for the fruit in their lives. Amen. Their relationship, they talk usually about God. They present themselves in a way that shows that they have a relationship with God. They're not quick to run to evil. Amen. They don't, they're usually not prideful people. Amen. Look for these things based on the Word of God. People that have a good relationship. Number two, choose people who are obedient to God. 
If somebody's trying to take, keep you out of church, they ain't obedient. Amen. You know, you, you have to see people that are obedient to the things of God. You know, do they tithe? Do they worship? Do they give offerings? All these things are indicators of obedience. Do they follow the principles that they're being asked to do? Do they read the Bible? Do they study the Word of God? Do they witness? Uh, the things that God has asked us to do, that's, that's showing obedience. If you're doing what God's Word told you to do, that's a sign of obedience. And these are the people you want to build your relationship and friendship with. You know, is what you're looking for. Number three, choose people who are confident in God. You know, look at David's life. That's why when you read the Psalms, you know, and Paul, look at Paul's confidence in life. If you, if you find someone that has a strong confidence in God's ability and will trust God, these are people you want to make as your friends because they're always going to be there for you to encourage you. A person that has confidence in God is going to keep you encouraged. They're going to try to give you the right answer to make sure that you stay up on the up and not on the low. He will come. Amen. That's why the Bible says don't cast away your confidence. Amen. People, this is what you're looking for. Anyone else? You need to evaluate very carefully. Amen. You know, you need to evaluate very carefully with these people. Amen. To make sure, you know, that's why the Bible says make sure you're friends. It, it ain't there to just say choose anybody. So you need to make sure you're friends. That's like if we went back up to the, the scripture, it says make no friends with the angry man. You know if a person get angry about everything, you know, if you you out with somebody and, and they says they're your friends and they go to Walmart line and, and some grandma's taking a long time, they check out and they go, I wish she'd hurry up. You know, that is not an indicator of somebody you want to be friends with. They don't have no patience and pretty soon it's going to come out. Okay, you, you have to choose people that has a relationship because a person that has a relationship with God would say, Grandma, just take your time. <laughs> Is there anything I can help you with, you know, and stuff? So, yes. Yes, sir. Right, right. Amen. 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 Praise God. So these are people you want to look at having friendship with, this kind of people. Amen. And like I said, anyone else you need to evaluate very carefully before you make them your friends. Now, I'm not saying you ostracize everybody, 
because some people are growing, you know. But before you make them your solid ace cone bone, <laughs> you know, you, you want to make sure that, you know, they are, they are, they are there and close. <laughs> I know that makes sense. That's a country saying. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Amen. So <laughs> take that off the tape. <laughs> okay, Sister Bell, I didn't mean that. <laughs> She's just listening. Okay. All right. I'm sorry. Amen. So, <laughs> wow, where was that? Amen. Uh, Proverbs 24, 1 and 2 says, Be thou, Be not thou envious against evil men. And neither desire to be with them, for their hearts study destructions and their lips speak mischief. So when you look out there and you see people that are doing wrong and you go, wow, man, I would sure like to be like them. No. You know, don't envy them. You know, they're not going to live out half the days, their Bible tells us. You know, except they repent and come around, pretty soon God has a way to snatch the rug out from under them, to bring them down. You know, you see it all the time. If you follow the news, if you follow, you know, a lot of these guys has been doing evil. Now they're being coming to the forefront. And, I mean, they're coming down, you know, and they don't know what to do. And people are going like, whoa, you know. But, you know, you have to be careful. Three ways to avoid wrong influence and temptation through wisdom. Number one, do not be envious of evil people. Amen. Don't be envious. I think Billy Graham says what did he say? Um, how does he put it? Jealousy don't need a, what did he say? Jealousy don't need a, no reason to attack, right? You know, it'll just get you. You know, so don't, don't be envious of, of wrong people, you know, because pretty soon they will come down, you know. So, so be careful. Number two, do not desire to be with evil men. Amen. Don't desire to be with them. This is kind of like what Solomon, his mother, says. And number three, measure all success according to the word of God. Did that wealth they got, is it based on the word of God? Did they tithe? Did they go out and get a good job? Are they serving God? Are they living right? Is they're doing right? Or did they inherit their wealth? <laughs> you, know, you know, a lot of times you have to be real careful when you see what the world called success you know and people and a lot of our children even today it goes back what i was saying earlier a lot of our children today is choosing people of evil status to be their icons you know i I think i shared to the church this once before uh, charles barkley who used to play basketball you know one time they says something to him about being a role model he says you know i ain't no kids world model i'm not you know, their parents are supposed to be their role model. And the media went crazy. What do you mean? You're, you're a basketball star. You know, you should be their, their role model. He said, I'm not supposed to be their role model. I'm just playing basketball. His mom and dad need to be their, their role model. You know, I can fall anytime. You know, they need to, to, the mom and dad need to be teaching them that and living right and doing right. Before their children so that they're their role model. Not me. They're not my kids. You know. Yeah, I should be doing right things, but I'm not their role model. The parents are to be their role model. You know. 
and stuff. And so we have to, to, to realize this. Measure success based on the word, word of God. Amen. Solomon's mother told him in Proverbs 1. Look at this. Verse 8. My son, hear the instructions of thy father. And forsake not the law of thy mother. Amen. In other words, Solomon's mother, father says, Son, listen to God and listen to the church. That's your father. God is your father. And the church is your mother. Okay. So hear their instruction. What is, the, what is God saying to the church? I think Jesus said that a whole lot, doesn't he? Let him that have an ear... Let him hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. Amen. He says, For they shall be ornaments of grace upon your head and chains about your neck. In other words, they are going to secure you. My son, if sinners entice thee, consent thou not. If they say, Come with us, let us lay for blood. Let us lurk privily for the innocent without cause. Let us swallow them up alive as the grave and whole as those that go down into the pit. We shall find all precious substance. We shall fill our houses with small. Cast in thy lot among us. Let us all have one purse. My son, walk not thou in the way with them. Refrain thy foot from their path. For their feet run to evil. They make haste to shed blood. Surely in vain the net is spread in the sight of any bird. And they lay wait for their own blood. They dirt privily for their own lives. So are the ways of everyone that is greedy of gain. Which taketh away the life of the owner thereof. Amen. He says there's a trap. There's a snare. If they're trying to get you. He says come on man. Let's go rob people. Let's go knock somebody out and take their purse. Man we'll get their money. And we're all going to share this stuff together. You and me man is going to be buds. We're going to have a lot. He says, no, don't do it. It's a trap. He says, a bird doesn't see when he gets trapped. He don't know the trap is there. That's why he's in the zoo. You know, they have the net down. They put food out there. And then all of a sudden, all these birds come down. And then they shoot the net. And it covers them up. Just like a fish. You know, you, you have a net in the water. The fish comes in. He swims in. His gills get caught in. He can't get out. You don't see it. So that's what Satan does, is he set traps, you know. And you, so we have to be careful, you know. And so we have to be real careful, you know. We have to, the word is lamp to our feet so that we know where we're walking, being able to see where we're going. Amen. Praise God. Psalms 55, 23 says, But thou, O man of God, shall bring them down into the pit of destruction. Bloody and deceitful men shall not live out half their days. But I will trust in thee. Amen. Hallelujah. So when wisdom enter into your heart, knowledge is pleasant to your soul. Distression will preserve thee and understanding to keep thee. Amen. To deliver thee from the evil man. Amen. It will keep you away from those evil influences. You keep putting, putting wisdom in your heart. You keep studying the word of God. You keep being obedient to the things of the word of God and see don't you have the protection because the Holy Ghost will quicken you to wrong. It will, it will cause you to put up a guard to be able to say, no, sorry, can't do that. Okay? Praise God. Hey, yes, ma'am.